Welcome to The War from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, please send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, today we're going to bring you our last Black History Month program, and it's a good one. This one focuses on the 332nd Fighter Group, which this uh, is from Destination Freedom. And this is also, I think, one of those stories really could not have been told what was going on during the war. So uh, glad we have these post-war programs that dramatize the events. So here from August 13th of 1950 is Last Letter Home. Somewhere near Naples, Italy, March 23rd, 1945, 3 o'clock in the morning. Dear Mom, I owe you a letter. I owe you a dozen letters. I write them in my head, but I can't seem to put them down on paper. But this letter, I want to think out first. I want to clear up a lot of things you'd want to know about my squadron, my life in Italy, my mission, and how I died. Destination Freedom. Destination Freedom. Dramatizations of the great democratic heritage of the Negro people is brought to you by Station WMAQ as a part of the pageant of history and of America's own Destination Freedom. Winner of the coveted Distinguished Unit Citation, the 332nd Fighter Group, composed entirely of Negroes, was one of the outstanding combat units in World War II. In a chapter entitled, Last Letter Home, Destination Freedom tells a part of the story of these great squadrons. Dear Mom, I'm lying here wide awake while the other pilots sleep. I've been reading that book I bought in Bakersville when the war started. The book that declared war. It kept me awake. The book. Those trucks I hear grumbling outside. For the idea came to me that the books and the trucks were linked together. And I became nervous and let the book slip. Hey, hey, what's this? That's you, Evan. Lieutenant Jefferson, who slept in the bunk across from mine, he got up, came over. What are you doing up, kid? Reading. Nervous, huh? Cigarette? Can't a guy read? Sure, sure. What are you reading? Oh, that again. Thought I'd go through it before tomorrow's mission. Oh? Funny. Until this morning, I never bothered much about where we were flying, but this time, I feel it's my last trip. Ah, cut it out. Oh, I'm not scared, Jeff. I just like to know what's going to happen. Hey, you're pretty chummy with the colonel. Uh, he doesn't huh? tell me a secret, though, kid. Well, what about those trucks? What trucks? 
Talk, talk's outside. They've been coming in convoys all night. You can hear them. What's it all about, Jeff? Uh, you get some sleep. Yeah. Okay, okay. Keep quiet. That's high-octane gas. Some special stuff. For what? Just another mission. All night hauling in extra gas for just another mission? Well, it's going to be a long one. Where? I'm guessing. Keep guessing. Berlin. Berlin? Yeah. From here? Oh, you're crazy. That's suicide, yeah, Jeff. Stop tackling. Let me sleep. Yeah, get out the lights and pipe down. Yeah. Uh, going back to sleep. I turned out the lights, Mom. But I didn't sleep. I lay with the book, listening to the trucks grumble. Until it was time to get up and gather in the colonel's tent to learn our assignment. I had the book under my arm. The colonel pointed to a place on the map and said, Your destination today is Berlin, Germany. All right, man. All right. You must have guessed it. We're flying escort for heavy bombers headed for this spot. The Bentz tank plant in Berlin. Now, it's a 1,500-mile round trip, if we're lucky to hit it on a straight line. Any questions? Clark? Uh, isn't that a little long for a P-51 to fly escort, Colonel? A little long. It's the longest flight the 15th Air Force has ever attempted. They want to put every bomber they can get up over Berlin. They're pulling escorts from everywhere. We just happen to be on the long end. <laughs> long end is right. Long end, if you ask me. Uh, the crew worked on your ships all night. They've replaced your 75-gallon tanks with 110-gallon tanks. With all that, it'll still be a tight squeeze. Now, Lieutenant Jefferson? Well, we pick up the bombers. Uh, here, over Prague, 18 angels high. <laughs> In exactly two hours and ten minutes, they're due. I hope they get their heavy souls up on time. Right, right. Anything else me. before we go? I'm telling you. Now, Lieutenant Evans, your hand was up. Uh, Colonel, this might be the last time we're over Berlin. Yes? I was reading a book... I thought some of the pilots would autograph it before I delivered it. Collect your autographs when we come back, Lieutenant. Some of us won't come back, sir. Since we are flying over the author's house, I thought I'd deliver it. Where? To the Wilhelmstrasse, Berlin. What's the book? Mein Kampf by Adolf Hitler. Oh, I see. The colonel was undecided. He weighed the pages, flicked over one, stopped. And I could see he was reading the author's words. I dedicate my life to the destruction of the Jew, the Gypsy, the Negro, to the supremacy of the Aryan. All that is not Aryan is trash. One is either the hammer or the anvil. We Aryans are destined to be the hammer. Foreign breeds, the anvil. Very well, Lieutenant. Get your autographs. I opened Mein Kampf, and Lieutenant Jefferson wrote, We dedicate our lives to the freedom and growth of all peoples to the destruction of the hammers. Signed, Lieutenant Arch Jefferson, Albany, New York. Clark? Lieutenant Myers Clark, Louisville, Kentucky. Fighting for my child to be born in April. Two hammers shot down over Rome. Smith? Captain David Smith, non-Aryan, Jackson, Mississippi. Four supermen shot down over Anzio. Lieutenant Gerald Williams, Memphis, Tennessee.
that is settled. Now, flight leaders for red, green, and brown squadrons will be Evans, Jefferson, Clark. With luck, we'll be over the Wilhelmstrasse in three hours. The weather's wonderful. Well, get off the ground. And, Mom, the weather was wonderful. I could see dawn rising out of the Mediterranean. My mechanic stood waiting by my plane. These freaks are like a fine watch, Lieutenant. You'll get your man back. You want to check her? I never checked, Mom. I wanted him to know I trusted him. It's okay. Uh, help me up, will you? Sure thing. Well, we'll be waiting for you guys. Hurry home now. Hurry home. He'd say hurry home, Mom, the way you used to say it when you sent me out. I almost forgot my feeling that this was my final mission. I was flight leader Red, leading the rear flight behind and below the others. Control to group commander. Control to group commander. Over. Group commander to control. Request permission for takeoff. Over. You are cleared to take off. Mission cleared to take off. The colonel's flight took off first. I sat in my plane thinking I should have written you before I left the field. I sat writing out the letter in my mind. I wanted you to know every detail of the mission. Jefferson's flight took off next. He's the best gunner in the squadron. You remember him, Mom. I sent home his picture. Now Clark of Kentucky is taking his flight down the runway. And I feel for the book in my lap. It's still there. I adjust my earphones. I'm next. In the span of a few minutes, I climbed 20,000 feet that put my flight low into the rear of the group formation. And we crossed the Adriatic and the Alps. We were winging toward the Wilhelmstrasse. But I kept thinking of the letter I should have written you before I got off the ground. The sky was like an April morning in Bakersville, Alabama, Mom. Quiet and peaceful. I remembered you asking me how it was to fly. And you're wondering why I tried so hard to get into the air corps. I hear you saying over and over. Well, Boo, why don't you forget about flying? Why don't you forget it? When the war is over, I want you home safe. But I knew that after college, I couldn't stay home in Bakersville. No matter what some said, the war wouldn't do. The war is just to free Europeans, kid. It's not going to change a thing in Bakersville. But I knew that was wrong, too, Mom. Once freedom is turned loose, there's no containing it in Bakersville or Berlin. I opened my eyes wide at the copy of Mein Kampf I'd bought in the bookstore. And I thought of the time I squinted my eyes at the fine print on the doctor's chart. Now read this second line, Evans. X, W, T... E. V. Mm-hmm. The last line? You 
R M A F. Good. Twenty twenty. I said. Ears now. Can you hear this watch? Yes. At this distance. Yes. From here. Yes. Yes. All right, young man. I think you'll make it. You know I made it, Mom. I made it through training, and when we were sent to Italy, your letters kept asking. How is it in Italy, son? Is Italy anything like Bakersfield? It was nothing like Bakersfield. There were no Jim Crow signs anywhere. It was like having lived with handcuffs and suddenly having them unlocked. And I flew on missions you never heard of. And you kept asking. Son, the papers are full of stories about pursuit squadrons. But I never hear anything about your squadron. Are you still over there? You kept asking me that. Each morning, the colonel would answer. Keep away from dogfights and stick to your job. You're assigned to dive bombing, strafing, and convoying. You've no time to look for glory and extra trouble. Lieutenant, my paper's ready to play a big the planes you guys shot down. Folks back home don't know you're out here. Hitler knows it. That's because he's got a spy system, pal, not because you're in the public eye. How about them planes? How many you pulled down? Well, none. None? We just haven't come in contact with any. Well, what do you guys do upstairs? Play leapfrog? I wanted to talk of the flak and chasers that tore at us when we strafed and covered convoys through the Mediterranean. And of the men missing from missions. But security restrictions said no. And days grew into weeks. And I was lonely. And you knew I was lonely. And you'd write and ask, Have you met any pilots from Bakersville, son? The Commerce Club here is going to award a new car to the first Bakersville pilot who shoots down a Nazi plane. Of course, I don't want you trying for anything like that, but do you meet any airmen from Bakersfield over there? I did meet one that I didn't write home about, Mom. It was in a Naples canteen where I saw Johnny Isaac. Do you remember, Johnny? We were at Columbia together. He saw me first. Hey! Kill me if it ain't Will Evans! Johnny, the first time I drop in here, who do I see? How are you? James, are you flying too, huh? Yeah, the 332nd. You? Heavy bombers, boy. Oh, Heavy bombers. Uh, you were the guys who were supposed to start escorting us east. Mm -hmm. Hey, Benton. Uh, will you meet Benton? He's in my ship. Benton, uh, he's from your own uh, town, too, Bakersville. Yeah, what's all the racket for? I want you to meet Evans. Uh, he's with the guys who are going to fly cover for us. Oh? Yeah, and he's from Alabama, too, Ben. Bakersville, imagine that. He ain't been in the canteen before. Yeah. Yeah, he knows better. What? In Bakersville, he wouldn't sit in the same place with us. It's the law. You're not at home, you know. <laughs> hey, get it out. Ben, he's flying cover for us tomorrow. Don't you get it? We've been worrying about who'd take us over. I'm still worried. These greenhorns might shoot up my ship instead of the Nazi. I might. Between you and a Nazi, I might not recognize the difference. You step outside, kid, and I'll show you the I'll difference. I'll be glad to accommodate you, brother. out of it, you guys. To think you're from that same town. Wait till we fly through that flank a couple of times. I've heard guys say that's Jim Crow's graveyard up there. 
Maybe things will be different after that. A whole lot different. The difference didn't come very soon, Mom. I went back to dodging tracer bullets, tracking down ammunition dumps, raiding enemy airfields, and having my own raided. Then, one dull night, the difference began. I was in my barracks with the usual premonitions, the kind they say all pilots have, and playing stud poker with Jeff and Clark. You, uh, don't think you'd be able to finish his hand on Bakersville? It's just a hunch. Deal yeah. I wish you'd get a hunch about the squadron doing combat duty. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll put your chips on the wood and make a bet and good. <laughs> Queen High? Well, Bakersville. Oh, oh, I, um, bet ten on the Queen. Mm-hmm. I'll stick. Yeah, I'll stick. Good deal, chips. Two more rounds. This hand will be finished and your hunch is busted, kid. One for you, you, me. Hey, pair of queens. A bet. Oh, kid, wake up. Where's your mind? Oh, oh, thinking of mom over a letter. Uh, Mind your money, not your mama. Bet (laughs) ten? Still got the hunch we won't finish, huh? Ten's the bet. You got more hunches. Yeah, I'm sticking. Well, I'll stay one more round. Yep, here we go again. For you, me, and... Hey, has <laughs> got his arms around you, Bakersville. Three queens. That did it. Well, game's almost finished, kid. Your bet. Come on, wake up. What you listening for, huh? Thought I heard planes. Nobody's out tonight. Fuck wolves. Yeah, could be. Yeah, they read this every night this week. I thought they'd skip Sunday. Yeah, I hear them. Just like a fascist to work on the Sabbath. Ah, uh, let's forget it. They never hit a thing, always. The Ed, see, this part of Italy's the healthiest place in the world. The colonel says getting the foxholes on uh, these days. keep playing. Finish the game. Heads we go, tails we finish the game. That's it. That's it. Come on, let's get out of here. All right, let's... We got in the foxholes, Mom. Bombs fell, shrapnel flew about. When we came back to the barracks, all was the same, except that a piece of shrapnel had crushed a chair. My chair. Hey, Bakersville. Boy, luck's hugging you. If you kept sitting in that chair, you'd have been finished. Done. Sitting around waiting for them to pick us up is getting me. Wait till we see the colonel. I'm going to tell him a thing or two, fellas. You won't have to wait to see the colonel, man. I came over to see you. Sanchez? That is. That is. Headquarters just sent us new orders. Beginning tomorrow, you're assigned to the invasion beaches over Anzio and Casino. You're to bring down every plane that wears a crooked cross. The air is yours, so give the folks at home something to shout about. And over Anzio and Casino, we destroyed 200 enemy aircraft and won 63 distinguished flying crosses for it. I was too busy to write and tell you about it, Mom. It was you who told me. I remember your letter saying you wouldn't have heard about my combat if it hadn't been for mere fairness. Neighbors said he announced the news at Bakersfield's Carnival, and for a while you were going to have a new car. Oh! Oh! Now, you just be quiet a while. 
I'll tell you who's won the Commerce Club's grand prize. This fair city's just got a report from the War Department that a pilot from our city not only shot down one Nazi plane, but destroyed four in one battle. And just as soon as the secretary's located the address, I'm going to appoint a delegation. Headed by myself and the photographers <laughs> to make this glorious presentation of a brand new car to the pilot's folks. I guess they didn't know we lived on the east side, son. And the first thing I heard was old Rex barking something terrible. He was keeping the mayor off the porch when I came out. Rex, down, Rex, down. Well, Mayor Freeman, I declare. Yeah, if you don't mind, my good woman, we're looking for the family of a uh, Lieutenant Wilbur Evans. Is, is he hurt? Uh, his folks around? I'm all the folks Wilbur's got. Is this Wilbur Evans your son? He is. Then he's a Negro? Most likely. My good woman, there's been some terrible mistake. Is, is he hurt? Oh, no, no, it's not Tim that's hurt. Stanton, yes? You have to check these matters more carefully. There must be some white Vegasville pilot who's going to shoot down a plane sometime to just bark it. Well, you, you didn't get the car, Wilbur, but I got the good news. After your next mission, write me and tell me what all you've been doing. And when you're flying on these long missions, be careful, son. Be careful. And I will be careful this time, Mom. This time I'm going to see if the sky is what Johnny says it is. Jim Crow's graveyard. And if I finish this mission, Mom, I'm going to put down my letter on paper. Flight leader blue to all flight leaders. The colonel called. I sensed something wrong. Flash red. Flash red. Enemy planes at 10 o'clock. Titan formation. I jerked my head to the left and saw a squadron of German jets. I fingered my trigger and checked my panel, but instead of coming for us, they shot off and away. It meant that when we got near Berlin, they'd be waiting for us. Flight leader blue to all flight leaders. We're coming over Prague. Watch for the bombers. Watch for the bombers. I was watching, Mom. I looked east and west, and suddenly I saw them below us at 18 angels high. Take your sections. Keep your heads on a swivel and look for trouble. Take your sections. I took the second box of bombers and banked my flight and waited until they caught up with us. I looked them over. I wondered in which one was Johnny, in which were men I'd known or had seen. I signaled the bomber flight captain, and we began our climb to bombing altitude. My nerves seemed steady, Mom. I knew what I had to do. We sheltered the bombers like shepherds with a flock of sheep, and we were coming over the gates of Berlin. Tighten your formation. Cover the bombers. Tighten up. All flight leaders, tighten up. I threw my flight around the bombers like a shield. It was 8 a.m. over Berlin. The anti-aircraft guns were sending up a black breakfast and Nazi planes bit at our bombers. Flight leaders, flight leaders, 
Bombers ready to make the bomb run. Stand by. Stand by. I wheeled my flight hope over to the rendezvous where the bombers would regroup after they had made their runs. I watched the lead bomber drop his load square in the center of the tank factory. Then each flight followed, made their runs, and headed west. My flight wheeled in a tight circle while overhead jet planes dived down at us. We kept in that tight circle, like playing ring around the rosy mom, our guns guarding each other. It was then I noticed that one bomber was crippled and having trouble. I got on my radio and called. Flight Leader Red calling bomb X-Ray 7. Over. Bomb X-Ray 7 to Flight Leader Red. Stand by if you can. Our bomb's stuck. we got to make another run. Do you repeat? Roger, X-Ray 7. I'll stand by. Make your run, X-Ray 7. I watched the bomber swing around for a second run. Watched it become steady, unload, then bank into evasive action as a Falk Wolf dived from above. The Falk Wolf was faster than my P-51, and besides, I wanted to get over the Wilhelmstrasse, drop my mail, and head for home. But instead, Mom, I watched the Falk Wolf make another dive on the bomber. Then I dived. saw me, too, and stayed in his dive until we were both low over Berlin. Then he flight now stayed there. We were skimming a park in Berlin. We were flying so low the trees could reach out and tag us. And suddenly, he flipped upward and over and dropped in behind me, and I heard his gun speak. I felt a stitching that cut my side mouth. But my head was clear, and I used his trick and got back on his tail. This time I stuck on like the tail of a kite. I crept closer and suddenly I squeezed my trigger. My tracers bounced off his armor plate like rubber balls. Then they found a spot where the armor was missing. He dipped and the trees reached up and plucked him from the air. I swung up into the middle of the sun-filled morning. And looked down over the Wilhelmstrasse. I felt weak. The book was wet with my blood. I heard the colonel call. Flight leader Red, call out. Head home. Head home. But I flew over the Wilhelmstrasse and dropped my mail. I circled and watched it tumble and twist down in the wind. Plunged down like a dead body. Its leaves flashed and fluttered in the Berlin sunlight. And, Mom, I could hear the author's words being read as it fell. I dedicate my life to destruction, to the supremacy of the Aryan. All that is not Aryan is trash. One is either the hammer or the anvil. Foreign breeds, the anvil. And Mom, Jeff's words were there, too. We dedicate our lives to the growth of all peoples, to the destruction of the hammers. Lieutenant Myers Clark, for my child to be born in April. Captain David Smith, non-Aryan, Jackson, Mississippi. Four supermen shot down over Enzio. Lieutenant Gerald Williams, Memphis, Tennessee. And some of the pages were cut to bits by the wind. 
and scattered like petals of a foul flower. Then Mein Kampf dropped in the rubble of the Wilhelmstrasse. The sound it made was less than that of the smallest bomb, but it struck with a more telling force. Then I was quiet inside, and I seemed a sleepy mouth. I flew west, and I don't know how long it was before the wheels of my plane touched the ground and I was lifted out of my cockpit. Easy now. Easy now. It was my mechanic, Mom. He, he'd waited for me. Get hurry. Get the stretcher. Lord, he's hurt bad. He won't make it, Lord. I got a mechanic now. His eyes open. It was this pilot from Bakersville holding me, Mom. You remember me? Sure. You're the... I'm the pilot in the bomber you covered. You saved my neck. Sure, sure. Are you too weak to let me shake your hand? No. No, I'm not. I took his red hands and my black hands, Mom. What Johnny said was right. You can shoot down more than Nazi planes at 30,000 feet. It's Mein Kampf's graveyard. It's Jim Crow's graveyard, too. Yours truly, your son, Wilbur Evans. You have just heard Last Letter Home, Destination Freedom's dramatization of a part of the story of the 132nd fighter group of World War II fame. Destination Freedom is written by Richard Durham and produced by John Cowan. The role of Wilbur Evans was played by Oscar Brown, Jr. Others in the cast were Donald Gallagher, Stanley Gordon, Janice Kingslow, Fred Pinkard, and Russ Reed. The special music composed by Emil Soderstrom and played by Mary Sinclair and Jose Bettencourt. Our engineer was George Wilson. Sound effects were by Cliff Mueller. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company, WMAQ and WMAQ-FM, NBC in Chicago. For sparkling music-filled entertainment, listen to Bob Houston on Solitaire Time at 10.45 a.m. Welcome back. And I think you've got a story in this one that epitomizes so much of that struggle and effort in the hopes of black Americans during the uh, Second World War. And in many ways, the events of World War II would begin the process of breaking down barriers and bringing more opportunity to all Americans. That will do it for today. If you uh, have a comment, email me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. I welcome your story or that of loved ones who served during World War II. Ken Curlin provides our opening theme music, KenCurlin.com. I am your host, Adam Graham. This uh, series is provided as a service of the great detectives of old-time radio, greatdetectives.net.